Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Cleveland CEOs. You should know. I'm Ray Davis, and with me today is Drew Anderson. He's co-founder and CEO of Cleveland Kraut, and Luke Fisnick. He's co-founder and CEO of Cleveland Kraut. Drew, tell me about the company. We manufacture sauerkrauts right here in Cleveland. We have got six different flavors. We started in Cleveland. We've grown it in Cleveland. Right now, we employ about 45 people, and we ship our product to retail stores across the country. I think we're we're in 49 states. We're not in Alaska yet. Next month, I think we get into Alaska. The last frontier, right? The last frontier, yeah, yeah. And Luke, tell me about how you got started in the business. Drew and I started the business together way back in 2013. We were working different day jobs, and we had uh, a shared passion, a shared uh, hobby in producing sauerkraut, making sauerkraut just by hand in our kitchens. And we kind of put our heads together and said, hey, you know what? There's, there's something here. There's not a product like this on the marketplace at the time. So we started producing it at a shared commercial kitchen in town, Cleveland Culinary Launch Kitchen, and we kind of snowballed from there. Mac, our other, uh, my other brother-in-law, Drew's brother, came on, and we were working nights. We were working weekends. Uh, we had to leave our day jobs um, at like five, six, take off our suits, our, our work clothes, get in some, um, some clothes we can get messy and work to like three o'clock in the morning just making sauerkraut. We'd go sell it at the farmer's market. We'd go sell it to restaurants in town and just we went from there. Now, it's sauerkraut is, as an ethnic food for most people, especially if you came from the European countries. Yeah. Where, do, where, where did you guys get your interest in sauerkraut from? So going back, I think culinary was first just cooking. My mom was a chef and a biologist, and she started the farmer's markets around Cleveland. And so we grew up in that, just being around the grassroots food scene, seeing people, you know, making products and selling them at the farmer's markets every Saturday, Sunday. You know, I went to school here. And when I moved to Virginia for my first job, I couldn't get the same good Eastern European food. It's not my heritage, but you grew up in Cleveland. You grew up in the Midwest. It's pierogies. It's sauerkraut. It's kielbasa. You know, it's that type of food. I couldn't find that on the East Coast um, in like kind of the mid-Atlantic states. So I started making it my own. And that's fermenting in my uh, you know apartment, kind of hand cranking sausages. And then when I came back to Cleveland to uh, work for a local bank here, find out that Luke, who does have the heritage, was doing the the same thing. So. And what's what's the secret process, or what what's the process of the Cleveland crowd? Why is it different? Our sauerkraut is, you know, we went on shelf because one, we're unpasteurized, so we're fresh, we're probiotic, we're raw, and we're crunchy. So we win, you know, because of taste, because of our flavor profiles, and also we're really healthy for you. We have that probiotic, we have that bacteria that's good for your gut flora, and so that's that's why we're winning, and we're the fastest growing sauerkraut and fermented food product across the country. How does the name appeal to people across the country when it says Cleveland Kraut? What's what's your reaction to that? You know, when we started the company, we. We were like Cleveland crowd, alliteration, you know, hometown, let's go for it. And about a year in, I think we were we were like, we're hitting some walls with retailers and because they thought we were only regional. And we were like, oh no, we're screwed, right? 
But we kind of broke down those walls, and now people look at our product across in Southern California. They're buying our product because they think that this type of food, fermented foods, aged foods, cured foods, should come from a place like Cleveland. It's a, we're in an experienced economy, and people want to know where their products are coming from, where the food, who's making it. They want to know where it's coming from. And Cleveland makes sense. You know, we have a cold winter here. You need to store your your food. You know, the olden days you take everything out of the uh, the field and you pack it in a fermenter, salt it down, and that was your vegetables throughout the winter. And so it makes sense that a product like sauerkraut would come from the Midwest, would come from Cleveland, and now it it really works. It's like we're not selling tacos. We're not selling um, lobster. We're selling something that makes sense to come from the Midwest. So it really works for us now. So explain the process of fermenting. How does that all work? Sure. Uh, so you take your cabbage or whatever other vegetables you want to include, you chop it up to the texture that you want, and um, you salt it, right? You want a certain amount of, we do a, about a 2% salt. Sometimes uh, people do 3 4 5% salt. Depends on your personal variety, personal preference. You want to pack it down. You want to start to mix it up a little bit. So, so some of the natural waters, that natural juices in those cabbage and vegetables start to come out um, through mixing, mixing with that salt. And then you want to pack it into a, an airtight vessel uh, and put some sort of weight on top. So those natural juices will come up to the top and create this uh, in perfect environment. Um, we call it anaerobic or without, without oxygen to, for those natural bacterias to do their thing. So there's a, a bacterial reaction that's taking the sugars and the starches in that cabbage and it's turning it into lactic acid. So that takes anywhere from two weeks, three weeks to a month. And at the end, you get this really nice, crunchy, uh, flavorful probiotic um, rich vegetable it's it's the old way of preserving foods yeah yep so it actually takes two to three weeks or even a month to, to yeah we, we go a little bit longer than um, than three weeks so we've got our own kind of proprietary this is the way we do it we monitor pH we monitor salt content temperature all that kind of stuff to get the the same consistent delicious crunchy product every time but yeah it could take you're going through different bacterial life and death cycles, and you need at least three weeks. Okay, so you started then in, in, a, in a culinary kitchen, right? And th- tell me about the origins and how it started then and wh- to where you are now. Yeah, so, I mean, the the origins, literally, Luke and I are sitting, you know, he's dating my sister. It's, I was engaged. I just moved back, and uh, we were having a beer one evening, and he's like, you know, I made some sauerkraut. And I'm like, you know, we'd, we knew that we kind of both did that. And he pulled out a mason jar of some sauerkraut he made. And, I mean, his it was just fantastic. It was crunchy, delicious. We're eating it by forkful and drinking a beer. And we started brainstorming. And I think it was Luke who's like, you know, we ha- why don't we take this to the farmer's markets? You know, we can do this. And so we did some research. We, we noticed that food startups are getting, like, a lot of shine right now. They're getting uh, – you know, there's capital out there. There's resources. You know, it wouldn't be – Basically, if we started to build something, we could find the resources to keep it growing. And Cleveland Culinary Launch Kitchen was there on Euclid. And so I think we went and rented some space and figured out how to productionalize at least the first couple of batches and then went into, uh, like Luke was saying, you know, my my brother Luke and I would, after our day jobs, about 7 p.m., show up at the launch kitchen, you know, three to four nights out of the week and just crank <laughs> and make sauerkraut. Um Use and whatever equipment they had there and start tinkering. Exactly. Right? Taking kind of one little baby step at a time. It was actually a pretty big deal when we were like, okay, we're, we're tinkering around with this hobby. Let's create a logo for it. 
Uh, that kind of feels a little bit like a business. Oh, let's go rent some space at a kitchen. Oh, right, that feels a little bit more like a business. Like take those initial little baby steps. It was like exciting at the time. We were in our 20s. We had some spare time to kind of just play around with this. And it got to a point where it was like, all right, we got something here. We got we got a logo. We got a brand. We got a feel. We kind of know how to position this in the marketplace. We didn't have any packaging yet. We're still working our day jobs. Like, do we quit? Do we quit our day jobs? Or is that initial? Like, yeah. like that was a big question. Yeah, but it, those those were fun. I mean, it's still fun and exciting. But those are really kind of uh, just uh, the early infancy. It, I remember going to the first farmers market um, with our first batch, and we had been documenting everything on Instagram, like social media, so that. We wanted to show up and there would be a crowd of people and, you know, we'd sell out of our sauerkraut. That was like the dream. And it happened that way. But I think really why the people showed up was less our Instagram, but it was an indoor farmer's market. It was in February of 2014. And we opened up these big tubs. We had these wooden barrels with these inserts and we were doing it deli style. The entire farmer's market smelled like sauerkraut. <laughs> and people were like, what the heck is that? Uh, all the the farmers and the other vendors were complaining about the smell, and then people just wanted to know what the heck it was, and they came over like, "Oh, fresh sauerkraut, let me buy that." And that's when we uh, I remember we sold out, and we were like, "Okay, something's here. Let's let's keep doing this and see what happens." Um, I think the the one turning point that really helped us know that this is a bigger business than just kind of a seasonal, you know, eat it eat sauerkraut at New Year's or you know or with pierogies or something like that was. People were coming back to the farmer's markets every week to get their supply because they were using the sauerkraut on salads, on wraps, um, with bowls or putting it on tacos. And it was a good way to get probiotics. It was delicious. It's a crunchy, fresh side. And we knew that, you know, fermented foods, fermented produce, fermented vegetables is bigger than traditional sauerkraut. And there's a business here. And so, yeah. This is Cleveland CEO, as you should know. We're speaking with Drew Anderson. He's co-founder and CEO of Cleveland Kraut. And Lou Visnick, he's co-founder and CEO of Cleveland Kraut as well. Tell me about the marketing and the packaging. Where did you guys come up with that idea and concept? And how's it going now as far as your packaging and your marketing? Yeah. Um, we first started out, you know, again, we were doing food service and deli-style farmer's markets. And we would see chefs like, you know, Michael Simon would send a sous chef down to get a bag of it. Ben Biebenroth from Spice Kitchens would send his chefs down to, to, to buy it in bulk. So we knew there was a demand. And we thought, okay, let's let's go and do, you know, package. Let's try and get on the shelves of like a Heinen's, you know. Places like Jaworski's and Middle Heights were already using us in deli style. So we went out and we had a local agency here design a label and we put it on a glass jar and we started filling those, you know, at night. And my brother took, you know, basically made a his first pitch deck and went to Heinen's and sold them in. And all of a sudden, you know, we had a, a real product with the UPC you know, in Heinen's um, in all 24 stores. That has evolved significantly. We found out putting live sauerkraut into like a glass jar, it doesn't want to be in there. It's It wants to get out. It's constantly building up gases and it, it leaks on shelves. We're on like Target shelves and, and it's like dripping beet red, you know, looks like blood you know all over their shelves and we 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 kind of migrated to this pouch that's made it's a stand-up pouch it's made for fermented foods it's got a vent on it um you can see it right here the okay. viewers can't but um we're looking at a package of cleveland kraut beet red <laughs> beet red yeah you can feel on the back it's got that vent 
uh, and which is, which and is it's chilled. It's keep it's, yeah. in, it's refrigerated in the stores, correct? Yeah, because it is it's still alive. When you refrigerate that sauerkraut, it kind of arrests the fermentation a little bit, slows it down significantly, but it still builds a little bit of gas. So you need a package that is it's made for fermented foods. But we thought, you know, looking at the branding, we we love the way a lot of breweries look. Right, it's kind of bold packaging in the pickled fermented aisle. Um, in the deli case or in the produce set, you don't see bold packaging. You know, our packaging is black and white, and that's a, to us that means quality. You know, black and white pops off the shelf. Uh, we've got unique colors for each different variety. Um, we wanted to be able to bring something that's delicious and healthy to everyone. And a lot of our competitors sell uh, similar products for like ten dollars for a pound. We sell it for five ninety nine, and you know we want to bring fermented foods for all. So we sell from Whole Foods all the way to Walmart, and and so we wanted that packaging to really pop, to really jump off the shelf, and and to change the way people thought about sauerkraut, and put us in that kind of, hey, we are we are fermented vegetables. We are fresh. We are delicious. We're crunchy. We're healthy. We're not what you originally think sauerkraut is. And so that really went into what the packaging was. So uh, is most of your um, sales retail or or is it both a combination of retail and online? Our sales are heavily skewed retail. Okay. I would say 90, I would say 80% retail, 10% is like food service. So okay. we're selling to restaurants. Okay. We have our eatery in the, the Indian stadium. Um, and then two, three percent online. This okay. product does not like to be shipped. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's not a great user experience. You can order it. You can ship it online, but it's um, it's not extremely profitable for us right now. We're still kind of figuring out how to ship refrigerated items. What's the shelf life for Cleveland Crowd on grocery store shelves? It's a full year. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So that lactic acid is that preservation method that we were talking about. Okay, tell me about some of the varieties of uh, of Cleveland Kraut. Then there's, as it pronounced it, Narnar. Is that the Narnar, the yeah, Narnar. It's gnarly. It's gnarly. So we we actually there's a little story behind the name of that. That's the only that's the only one of our products that has kind of a goofy, funny name. And when we Luke and I were first starting all these different types of uh, you know varieties of sauerkraut, we had like 20, 25 different varieties we were testing in my mom's cellar. Yeah, and, like wine and beer and like yeah. juniper berries and all sorts of stuff. We, we, one we put raisins in and they, they just turned out like boogers after <laughs> it was weird. But uh, we were like, we have to do a spicy one, right? Like let's do, we did like three or four different varieties. You know, this one had leeks, that one had this and that. And, you know, the one that turned into the Narnar eventually was just so potent when it was fermenting. And the cellar is right next to the laundry room at, or it's in the laundry room. <laughs> at my mom's house and she was just like what is that smell I'm trying to do my laundry down here and we're like it's gnarly right this one's gonna be so <laughs> gnarly like it's so gnarly." and she just started calling it narnar and so we took that name we trademarked it and now we have the narnar that's our spicy okay. sauerkraut and then what about the curry kraut that's luke's favorite actually yeah I, th- I think it's a bit of an underdog um but it's got turmeric it's got cumin it's got coriander it's got a little bit of a little bit of zip it's got some jalapenos in there Got that nice bright color to it. Uh, goes great on uh, curry dishes or rice dishes. Um, it's got a little bit of carrot, so it's got a whole medley of vegetable. It's not just cabbage, but that's a it's a fan favorite. On fish, it's fantastic. Salmon, tuna, really nice. What about whiskey dill? Whiskey dill is um, 
surprisingly that's the best seller in Walmart right now. Um, it, it has a subtle flavor. It's got a lot of dill up front. And then we add a little bit of whiskey to it, which gives it kind of a subtle sweetness on the back end, but it's fresh. This this one wants to go on sandwiches, burgers, um, and I usually eat it like at least once a week on a salad. It's really nice. What about cabbage and cukes? Cabbage and cukes is discad. We no longer make that one. Oh, that's discontinued. Okay. Yeah. I'll it's cross really, it off the list. Cross it off. It's really <laughs> good. Um, we just, as we started to go national, we noticed that coming in with seven SKUs or even six SKUs is a little much. To go to a, a buyer in Southern California, he just wants to know which are your best four. And so we had to axe one. That was our newest addition. It was really good. A lot of people are pissed off about that. That one on burgers is like phenomenal, but it has oh, like yeah. real fermented pickles in it. Okay. Yeah. And then still, so you still have classic caraway? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the OG. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's your grandmother's kind of take yeah. off your grandmother's recipe. I mean, it's pretty, sim- sim- pretty simple. Three ingredients, cabbage, salt, caraway seed, and a nice uh, balancing of all three of those. But it's your, it's your classic variety, right? It's got your your taste of what sauerkraut for a lot of people should taste like. A little bit of the caraway seed in there, just a hint of uh, of that. But it goes great on all of the uh, traditional dishes, hot dogs, sausage, um, with a pork roast, that sort of thing. And then if you want to put it on salads as like your alternative for traditional use, absolutely goes fantastic with that. And a couple more. Then there's beet red, which we talked about. Beet red, um, beet red and roasted garlic are probably our best sellers nationwide. The beet red is is exciting. It's something new. It's red cabbage, beets, carrots, and salt. Super easy ingredients, but it makes this delicious, crunchy, kind of hearty sauerkraut that is fantastic on salads or paired with a steak. But like on salads, we we sell this one and. You know, it's actually on salad bars at a lot of Whole Foods, all the sprouts in the, the southeast uh, and southwest of the United States. It's just on salad bars. People just scoop this stuff right on their salad. Um, it makes a lot of sense. It's really delicious. It has like a vinegary, nice flavor to it. So so you talked about it's raw, it's unpasteurized, it's lacto-fermented, yeah. and you talked about it being natural pro- probiotics. What exactly does that mean, probiotics? So it's a healthy gut bacteria. There's a lot of emerging uh, science and studies on the inter- internal biome, what our, our gut is doing with our overall body health and what it means for mental health as well. Um, so there's a lot of foods out there that have natural probiotics or added probiotics. I actually saw an orange juice with an added probiotic recently, uh, which made me kind of scratch my head. But it shows you that a lot of the, CP- the big CPG companies are looking to value add in that arena. Um, but ours has naturally fermented probiotics, so there's no taking a little vial and adding droppers of probiotics. We're actually naturally um, cultivating those in our, in our facility. And it's, it's a really good positive health benefit for, for people and on top of the fact that it's just a good tasting quality food, right? That's what we, we, wanna, we want good tasting food first and then, hey, there's a natural health benefit here as well. And then most people when they eat sauerkraut, they, they think it's it's not really crunchy all the time. It's more soggy, mm-hmm. but yours is crunchy. That's, that's a big difference maker? Yeah, most... You know, the larger the largest sauerkraut manufacturer in the world is in the United States, and they heat pasteurize all their sauerkraut. And they've got a great business. You know, like I've been there, I've been in their facility. It's great business, but they heat everything up, and then they add preservatives to it or different brines to make it last, sit on a shelf, sit in a can, whatever they're you know packaging. But that does a lot to the quality of the cabbage. And you know, they have their buyer, and they've got their goal. What we're doing here is a fresh fermented crunchy kraut and so we don't want to heat anything up we have a certain time that we want to ferment it for 
Um, so it maintains that crunch. So you understand that you're eating like, oh, this is like a fermented coleslaw or something like that. It's crunchy, you know. And to be honest, America loves crunch, you know. And so we wanted to make our product reflect the products that we were making at home, which is crunchy and delicious. And tell me about the business now. You said how many people do you employed and where's where are you where are you manufacturing the product? Well, we're not too far from here. We're about forty five employees right now. We're over on East Seventy Seventh in Carnegie, so Midtown Cleveland. Yeah, we've been in that facility for about a year and a half now. We'll be there for a lot longer, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a nice home for us. And a lot of our our competition, a lot of the other manufacturers or sorry producers of uh, emerging products in in retail don't actually make their their own products. It's kind of a little known secret out there. Um, so we actually pride ourselves in the fact that we do make our own product. We employ a lot of uh, Clevelanders, and we're 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 growing with that model in place. Well, if people are looking to work for your company, how do they do that? Are there jobs available? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not, sh- I think we're hiring a second shift manager right now. Yeah. Yeah. Second shift backing manager. <laughs> but you can reach out to info at clevelandkraut.com mm-hmm. and submit your res- resume there. That'd be helpful. What's your website then? Clevelandkraut.com. Okay. And that's spelled with the Cleveland and the Kraut with a K, correct? Yeah, K-R-A-U-T.com. Okay. And tell me a little bit about yourselves. Um, Luke, you grew up in Cincinnati? Grew up in Cincinnati. Uh, Don't hold it against you. These guys have convinced me to root for the Browns, um, which is terrible. The ups and downs. Emotional roller coaster with that. But uh, still have the the Cincinnati allegiance at heart. Um, Most of my family's down there. I went to Kent State University um, and got a degree from their architecture program and then moved up to Cleveland in 2007, 2008 time frame. And what do you like to do when you're not working? Uh, I'm thinking about sauerkraut, thinking, <laughs> thinking about our equipment. Honestly, like this is a, this is a hobby. It's a job. It's a profession. It's a career. It's, it's a, it's a lot. It's, it's become intertwined with, uh, my personal life. And I, I do think about the business even when I'm not working on the business. So it, it takes up, uh, a lot of the, the time, but at any time, my family, my, my wife, my son, where do you live? Uh, Shaker Heights on the East side. Okay. You said you have a son. How old is he? He's uh, a little over two. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And what about you, Drew? Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Shaker Heights, went to Shaker Heights High School. Uh, I went to Cleveland State University. I have a degree in statistics, and I went into banking after after school. I've always, just growing up with my mother being a chef and running these farmer's markets, I always loved food. And so kind of moving away from finance analytics back into um, you know, food was like coming home. So I was really pumped to do that. But um, I live in old Brooklyn with my fiance, getting married next month. And um, there's not much time <laughs> for extracurriculars um, besides soccer. I am started boxing at Strong Style down there recently, uh, which is I think in Independence right here. And um, I guess there isn't there isn't too much time besides work right now. Well, Startup mode. Yeah, you know, just goes, a statistician yeah. and architect can get into the food business. Yeah, right yeah. There. It was the next logical step for us. <laughs> Well, thanks, guys. This has been Cleveland CEOs You Should Know with Drew Anderson. He's co-founder and CEO of Cleveland Kraut. And Luke Visnick, he's co-founder and COO of Cleveland Kraut. Appreciate you having Thank us. you very much. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.